Good day, and welcome to CarGuru's second quarter 2021 earnings conference call. Please note this event is being recorded. I would now like to turn the conference over to Kiran Singh, Vice President and Head of Investor Relations. Please go ahead. Thank you, Operator. Good afternoon. I'm delighted to be welcoming you to CarGuru's second quarter 2021 earnings call for the first time as the Head of Investor Relations. We will be discussing the results announced in our press release issued today after the market closed and posted on our investor relations website. With me on the call today are Jason Trevison, Chief Executive Officer, Scott Bredo, Chief Financial Officer, and Sam Bill, President and Chief Operating Officer. During the call, we will make statements regarding our business that may be considered forward-looking within applicable securities laws, including statements concerning our outlook for the third quarter 2021 management's expectations for our future financial and operational performance and innovation, our business strategies and growth strategies, our expectations for our car offer acquisition, the value proposition of our product offerings, our growth, investment, performance, and profitability in international markets, the potential impact of the COVID-19 pandemic and other macro-level industry issues on our business and financial results, and other statements regarding our plans, prospects, and expectations. These statements are not promises or guarantees and are subject to risk and uncertainties, which could cause them to differ materially from actual results. Information concerning those risks is available in our earnings press release distributed after market close today and in our most recent reports on Forms 10-K and 10-Q, which along with our other SEC filings can be found on the SEC's website and in the Investor Relations section of our website. We undertake no obligation to update forward-looking statements except as required by law. Further, during the course of today's call, we will refer to certain non-GAAP financial measures. A reconciliation of GAAP to non-GAAP measures is included in our press release issued today. Our updated investor presentation can be found on the investor relations section of our website. With that, I'll now turn it over to Jason. Thank you, Deep, and thank you everyone for joining us this afternoon. Before I begin, I'd like to officially weld Karen Deep as our new head of investor relations. She joined us in May, and we are excited to have her join our CarGurus team. At CarGurus, our vision has evolved beyond being the most trusted and transparent marketplace to being the single best platform for consumers and dealers to buy and sell vehicles. We're well positioned to do this by adding digital retail and digital wholesale end-to-end transaction capabilities to our industry-leading listings marketplace. The power of a transaction-enabled marketplace allows consumers to confidently shop, finance, buy, and sell from the comfort of their homes, and dealers to instantly acquire, market, and sell at competitive prices with nationwide reach. With this vision as our backbone, I'm thrilled to report CarGurus delivered outstanding results for the second quarter of 2021. Our core listings business demonstrated durability and resiliency, despite industry-wide macroeconomic headwinds while growth accelerated in digital wholesale with our car offer platform. The semiconductor chip shortage has impacted new and used vehicle inventory globally and is expected to continue to do so in the near term. Nevertheless, our business exceeded our expectations and had the most profitable quarter to date. We are pleased to see improved margins from our foundational core business. Car offers tremendous growth and non-GAAP profitability, increased dealer adoption of our digital retail capabilities, And last week, we launched CarGuru's Instant Max Cash Offer. As we continue to expand our product portfolio, 
we believe we are well positioned to capitalize on these offerings and provide our dealers and consumers with end-to-end solutions to meet their evolving needs. Now, I'll walk through our results, beginning with our foundational core listings business. Our U.S. listings business demonstrated remarkable resiliency and efficiency despite industry-wide headwinds. We remain incredibly efficient in our marketing spend, which helped drive improved margins both year-over-year and sequentially. While the chip shortage caused us to pause our normal renewal rate increases and also resulted in a decline in paying dealers, overall, we're pleased with the durability of the core business and are thrilled to have achieved our marketplace subscription and revenue plans this quarter. As we mentioned last quarter, we remain focused on attracting lower funnel, high-intend shoppers to our site who are more informed and ready to purchase. Cargaroo's upcoming 2021 Buyer Insights Report revealed Cargaroo is three times more likely than other major U.S. automotive marketplaces to be the final auto shopping site visited by consumers before purchase, further solidifying the value proposition we provide to dealers. As we continue to drive lower funnel traffic to our site, we have seen an increase in leads to paying dealers year-over-year of 7%. Our ability to provide more leads, while the number of average monthly unique visitors and sessions are down year-over-year, demonstrates the quality of our traffic and improved efficiency in our consumer acquisition strategy. As we focus on high-intent consumers and providing more targeted and relevant consumer content, we believe we are generating higher quality leads for our dealer base. We also continue to realize durable efficiencies by spending judiciously, in line with our strategy to monetize leads via growing paying dealers and increasing quarterly average revenue per subscribing dealer, or CARSID. In Q2, we spent marginally less on marketing compared to last quarter, driven primarily by a reduction in our ATA spend. While we plan to remain prudent in our consumer marketing spend going forward, we anticipate that we will need to invest more in marketing as inventory constraints ease in the coming quarters. As the number one traffic U.S. automotive marketplace for Q2 2021, according to Comscore, Cargroves is an integral part of the dealer ecosystem and remains their preferred listings platform. Even while dealers materially pulled back marketing and advertising spend in aggregate, we saw a minimal net dealer decline of 421 paying dealers in the U.S., down just 2% quarter over quarter. Recognizing the uncertainty dealers face, we once again supported dealers by generally pausing rate increases during renewals despite our growing lead volume. Even so, we saw improved CARSID both quarter-over-quarter and year-over-year. CARSID was $5,550 for Q2, representing a 2% increase quarter-over-quarter, primarily attributable to revenue expansion within our existing dealer base, including same product rate increases, as well as upgrades to our premium listings products, even during a period of challenged inventory. Turning to our international markets, we are thrilled to report that we delivered on our commitment of reaching profitability in Canada and expect to continue to grow top-line revenue and remain profitable in that market. The momentum from our international business in Q1 propelled our Q2 growth. Our achievements in Q2 were primarily the result of improved unit economics amidst rapid lead growth and increased efficiency in our traffic acquisition strategies akin to our U.S. business. As we grow our presence as a household listings name internationally, we continue to capture greater consumer mindshare. Average international monthly sessions were up 3% year-over-year. Like in the U.S., we are focused on bringing high-intent shoppers to our site to provide higher-quality leads to our dealer base. We grew total international leads by 12% quarter-over-quarter, and leads to paying dealers grew 21% during the same period. 
We continue to provide enhanced value to paying dealers by improving both the quality and quantity of our leads while capping leads for those utilizing the premium package. This approach has incentivized dealers to join our paid platform, resulting in increased dealer enrollment year over year. Despite the global chip-related inventory issues, we saw net new dealer ads in Canada with some modest churn in the UK quarter over quarter. We saw strong car SID growth as a result of revenue expansion from international paying dealers after having provided dealers in the UK discounts in the month of February due to extended lockdown, as well as improved adoption for listing add-on products. International car SID was up 34% quarter over quarter. Even during an ongoing global chip shortage, the international markets exceeded our expectations in Q2. We remain excited about the opportunities in both Canada and the UK, and about providing our international dealers and consumers with transparent, efficient, and competitive solutions. Our profitability in Canada validates our hypothesis that our model can be successful in other markets, and we look forward to growing and investing in our international business further. CarGurus is the market leader in the U.S. listings business, and as the macro environment normalizes, we look forward to our core business, both in the U.S. and internationally, meaningfully reaccelerating as we seek to resume renewals, upsell additional products, and capture an even larger percentage of dealers' share of wallets. Moving on to our wholesale business, we could not be more thrilled with the rapid growth and adoption of CarOffer. CarOffer's instant trade platform allows dealers to transact automatically and at any time using rules-based strategies rather than time-consuming auctions to create a buying and selling experience that is unlike any other dealer-to-dealer wholesale marketplace today. The matrix enables dealers to buy and sell using limit orders, saving them the time and expense of physically going to an auction. In addition, CarOffer's flat fee pricing structure can save dealers hundreds of dollars per unit in auction fees especially for more expensive frontline-ready units. With efficiency at its core, every car offer transaction is supported by robust back-end operations, including a thorough inspection process, reliable and timely transportation, and seamless payment processing. Having completed our acquisition only two quarters ago, we are still in the early stages of leveraging the power of the combined car offer and car group platforms, creating a more efficient and transparent solution that better integrates the retail and wholesale segments in powerful ways. The need for the industry's first instant trade platform for vehicles is evidenced by CarOffer's rapid growth and adoption. We are incredibly impressed to see a business that has been operating for less than two years achieve strong top and bottom line growth. In Q2, CarOffer's momentum drove sequential month-over-month revenue and transaction growth. As the business continues to scale, We are investing heavily in hiring dealer sales and training and implementation teams to onboard and support dealers to gain the most leverage from this innovative platform. The increase in demand is further validated by the 210% quarter-over-quarter growth in revenue and the approximately 50% increase in enrolled rooftops quarter-over-quarter. At the end of Q2, we had approximately 5,500 enrolled rooftops. We also reported the Q2 aggregate sale price of all vehicles sold by dealers on the car offer platform, also known as gross merchandise sales of approximately $1 billion, a material increase of 289% quarter over quarter. Similarly, we saw transaction volume increase approximately three times quarter over quarter, as well as heightened adoption for ancillary products as dealers continue to look for solutions to source inventory and drive profits. 
We do anticipate these trends will stabilize as the semiconductor chip shortage is expected to normalize later this year. We are beginning to see early signs of this with the number of transactions in July modestly declining month over month. The true potential of car offer is unlocked when you combine the instant trade technology with CarGuru's vast networks of dealers and consumers to create a truly differentiated offering. As we tap into our collective power to provide consumers and dealers with enhanced capabilities and product offerings, we recently announced the launch of CarGuru's Instant Max Cash Offer. Beginning in select markets, consumers in Florida, Massachusetts, and Texas can sell their vehicles to our participating dealers 100% online. We are harnessing the car offer buying matrix technology and our combined network of dealers with their standing buy orders for vehicles to instantly present consumers with the highest offer available from thousands of dealerships. Matched vehicles are conveniently picked up via a white glove concierge service, inspected, and delivered to the dealer's lot, helping save both time and money. This new offering disrupts the way consumers and dealers think about vehicle trade-ins and sales. Cargo's Instant Max Cash Offer is an efficient inventory acquisition channel that will give dealers nationwide access to a previously unattainable source of inventory, allowing them to compete with online retailers. Meanwhile, consumers can sell confidently online by receiving the highest instant offer from a network of dealers, minimizing the need to haggle or question if there are better offers. Consumers now have a more competitive online sales option with CarGuru's Instant Max Cash Offer, the industry's newest solution to an outdated, inefficient, and opaque process. Here's what our happy customer, Erica from Florida, had to say about the experience. I am just over the moon excited about the process. I am very thankful. I would do it again if I have a vehicle again to sell in the future. CarGuru's is the only company that I will contact. You guys were amazing. Collectively, with CarGuru's Instant Max Cash Offer and our Retail Wholesale Pricing Tool, we believe we are uniquely positioned to capture a considerable portion of the peer-to-peer, consumer-to-dealer, and dealer-to-dealer markets. CarGuru's is the only U.S. marketplace where the largest network of dealers and the largest consumer audience can transact instantly and at scale using our instant trade and pre-bid technology. Our differentiated capabilities allow dealerships to remain competitive and thrive as the landscape for car buying evolves. COVID-19 dramatically accelerated the adoption of digitally initiated transactions by consumers interested in completing more elements of car shopping online. We believe these new offerings, along with our digital retail toolkit, level the playing field for dealerships and will help them not only gain access to a new source of inventory, but also gain a competitive position amidst this new digitally initiated environment. So now let's discuss digital retail. The COVID-19 pandemic shifted the paradigm for vehicle purchases and accelerated both consumer desire and dealer adoption of digitally initiated retail capabilities. With more than 60% of consumers interested in completing some element of the car buying process online, we have expanded our toolkit to enhance the car buying process for consumers, while providing dealers with resources to best capture this growing subset of the consumer audience. We are pleased with the growth and adoption of our digital retail capabilities to date, Area Boost has seen considerable adoption, with 78% of U.S. households defined by consumers in a designated market area having access to at least 30,000 delivery-enabled listings and up to 60,000 vehicles available for delivery in many major metropolitan areas. This equates to a vast selection of vehicles available for delivery nationwide that we believe favorably measures up to other platform offerings. Additionally, we continue to see meaningful dealer uptake of consumer financing capabilities 
as they look to capture more pre-qualified leads. Pre-qualified financing leads are 60% more likely to result in a purchase and close faster upon engaging with the dealer. With growing adoption for both area boost and consumer financing, combined revenue increased 47% year-over-year. Charles Smith, General Sales Manager at Mack Hake Auto Group, recently said, Carter's pre-qualified leads move through the sales process quicker than consumers who aren't pre-qualified. They've mentally taken ownership already. They come in more committed to close and finalize their transaction. It's by far an easier sales process. In April this year, we announced early access for our latest offering, CG Convert. CG Convert allows car shoppers to start their purchase from a CarGurus vehicle detail page and get to a near-penny-perfect, personalized deal on the vehicle they are interested in purchasing. Shoppers can then schedule an appointment on our site with the dealership to finalize their purchase quickly and transparently. We are pleased to see a continued increase in dealer adoption for CG Convert. Consumers utilizing CG Convert are three times more likely to apply finance in advance as a part of their digital checkout, improving the overall quality of down-funnel, pre-qualified leads provided to dealers. Moreover, of the CarGuru shoppers that completed their personalized deal online in June, 46% chose to have their vehicle delivered, further bolstering our ability to monetize our digital retail capabilities. This is just the start for digital retail. In the near term, we are continuing to invest in digital retail from a partnership, technology, and headcount standpoint. Driven by consumer and dealer demand for digitally initiated solutions, we view this as a sizable market opportunity. We believe we are best positioned to capture significant market share with our unmatched selection of inventory and competitive purchase and trade-in pricing. Couple that with a vast consumer audience empowered by freedom of choice, convenience, and trust, and we believe we have a platform that is poised for success as a transactional marketplace. We expect 2021 will mark the transformation of the digital retail opportunity for dealers who are unable to provide these solutions to consumers on their own and or wish to acquire more shoppers through our platform. We look forward to releasing more of our digitally initiated offerings later this year as we further advance our digital retail capabilities. We are thrilled with our Q2 results. While we did anticipate some headwinds this quarter from the global chip shortage and depleted auto inventory, we are pleased with the efficiency and resiliency of our core business and that the momentum of car offer offset these headwinds and exceeded our expectations. Now, more than ever, we feel that CarGurus is becoming a fully integrated transaction-enabled marketplace for consumers and dealers. As we continue to build out our capabilities, we believe our consumer and dealer audiences, unrivaled ROI, and unparalleled digital wholesale and digital retail solutions have led us to an inflection point in the company's history, and we are excited to unlock a truly differentiated offering for consumers and dealers over the near term as a retail and wholesale shopping experience. As we complete another quarter of remote work because of the COVID-19 pandemic, we are hopeful at the prospect of reuniting our team together once again. We are keenly aware of the difficulty experienced by everyone in the last year and a half. I am beyond grateful for the team we have at Cargaroos and Carlsberg for their relentless dedication and commitment. We've hit many milestones since we began working remotely, and these achievements would not have been possible without our incredible employees globally who embody our core values day in and day out. With that, I'll turn it over to Scott to discuss our financial results. Thank you, Jason. I will provide a detailed overview of our second quarter performance, followed by our guidance for the third quarter of 2021. 
Before discussing the details of the quarter, I would like to highlight that all year-over-year values are compared to as-reported Q2 2020 numbers, which include COVID-19-induced billing discounts given last year of approximately $47 million. Our second quarter 2020 press release has an adjusted pro forma reconciliation of those discounts added back for comparison purposes. Total second quarter 2021 revenue was $217.7 million, up 130% year-over-year and nearly $26 million ahead of the high end of our most recent guidance range. Our marketplace subscription revenue grew 80% versus the year-ago period to $144.2 million. As Jason mentioned earlier, this was in line with our expectations for the quarter based on the inventory issues affecting the industry and our dealer customers. Other revenue in the second quarter grew 397% year-over-year to $73.5 million. This is where we demonstrated outsized performance driven by car offer that significantly exceeded our forecast for the business. Our guidance included an estimate that car offer would roughly double from Q1's $18.5 million pro forma revenue, but as you can see in our investor presentation and as reported in our 10Q, the revenue for the quarter was $57.3 million, a 210% increase from Q1. That's a remarkable result from the car offer team as well as the efforts from the CarGurus team that is helping accelerate growth while demand for inventory solutions remains a priority for most dealers. Our U.S. business generated $134.1 million in marketplace subscription revenue in the second quarter, and our international business generated $10.2 million in marketplace subscription revenue. The U.S. accounted for 95% of total revenue in the second quarter. U.S. revenue increased 130% versus the year-ago period to $206.6 million, and our international revenue increased 124% year-over-year to $11.2 million. The increase in U.S. revenue is largely attributable to increased revenue in the quarter from car offer. Additionally, the year-over-year growth in both U.S. and international revenue is also in part due to the fee reductions we provided our paying dealers in Q2 2020 in response to the challenges the COVID-19 pandemic created for our dealers. Turning to paying dealer counts, we ended Q2 with 30,727 total paying dealers, representing a decrease of 486 dealers from Q1 and an increase of 469 versus the year-ago period. In the U.S., we finished the quarter with 23,950 paying dealers, which is a decrease of 421 dealers from the end of the first quarter. The decrease in paying dealer count is primarily due to the macroeconomic conditions related to the semiconductor chip shortage, which caused dealers to pull back on their marketing spend as they remained inventory constrained. It's worth noting that in Q2, dealer retention was in line with Q1 when we grew paying dealer counts. The primary driver behind declining counts from the end of Q1 is that we saw fewer new dealers join the CarGurus platform as a paying dealer, while inventory remains constrained. In our international business, we finished the second quarter with 6,777 international paying dealers, 
a decrease of 65 from the end of the first quarter. Our international business saw a strong dealer adoption in Canada with modest dealer churn in the UK. We continue to monitor the chip issue and inventory shortage closely and expect that inventory levels are likely to return to more normal levels later this year. In July, we saw U.S. and international paying dealers remain relatively stable with Q2 ending counts, and we are encouraged by this recent trend. In the second quarter, U.S. CARSID was $5,550, representing a 2% increase compared to the prior quarter and an 82% increase compared to the year-ago period. The quarter-of-a-quarter growth in CARSID was primarily driven by revenue expansion among existing franchise dealers, including dealers that upgraded to our premium listings products, featured or featured priority. International CARSID was $1,491, representing a 34% increase compared to the prior quarter and a 132% increase compared to the year-ago period. Quarter-over-quarter international car sale growth was primarily driven by discounts provided in Q1 to U.K. dealers, as well as revenue expansion among dealers in Canada. I will discuss our expenses and profitability on a non-GAAP basis, which backs out our stock-based compensation expense, amortization of acquired intangible assets, restructuring expenses, acquisition-related expenses, and net income attributable to redeemable non-controlling interest. Second quarter non-GAAP gross margin was 77%, down roughly 900 basis points compared to the previous quarter and 1,383 basis points versus the year-ago quarter. Change in non-GAAP gross margin quarter over quarter was due to two primary factors. First, CARFER accounted for a larger percentage of our business this quarter, and second, gross margin for CARFER is and will be lower than gross margin for our core listings business. Nonetheless, our car offer gross margin roughly doubled quarter over quarter to 32% on a non-GAAP basis, and our core business gross margin remained flat. The gross margin contraction from the prior year is primarily attributable to the addition of the car offer business. Total second quarter non-GAAP operating expenses were $98.6 million up 61% year-over-year. Non-GAAP sales and marketing expense increased 85% year-over-year to $62.6 million and represented 29% of revenue, down from 36% of revenue in the year-ago period. The increase in sales and marketing is a result of increased consumer marketing spend, which was minimized in the prior year due to cost savings efforts implemented in the second quarter of 2020 in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. In comparison to the prior quarter, we remained incredibly efficient in our traffic acquisition strategies, resulting in savings quarter over quarter, primarily driven by the reduction in our marketing spend. Our second quarter non-GAAP product, technology, and development expenses grew 35% versus the year-ago period to $21.4 million. The investments we are making in our technology team support several initiatives, including our core listings marketplace business, both domestic and international, as well as car offer and digital retail. We continue to allocate resources as needed to manage near-term business needs and support longer-term growth initiatives across all three areas of our business, listings, digital wholesale, and digital retail. We generated non-GAAP 
operating income of $68.9 million, representing a margin of 32% and roughly $29 million ahead of the high end of our guidance range. Non-GAAP diluted earnings per share attributable to common stockholders was $0.41 cents for the second quarter, $0.16 cents above the high end of our guidance range. On a GAAP basis, we generated first quarter gross margin of 77% and incurred total operating expenses of $129 million, up roughly 69% year-over-year. The increase in operating expenses was primarily driven by an increase in our expenses compared to the prior year's cost minimization efforts in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. Second quarter GAAP operating income increased 342% year-over-year to $38.5 million. Second quarter GAAP net income attributable to common shareholders totaled $28.1 million. Geographically, second quarter U.S. GAAP operating income was $40.2 million, up 162% year-over-year. We had a GAAP operating loss of $1.7 million in our international business compared to a $6.6 million loss in the year-ago quarter. We ended the second quarter with $269.6 million in cash and investments, an increase of $28.9 million from the end of the first quarter. The increase in our cash balance was driven primarily by our second quarter profitability. We generated $37.5 million in cash from operations in the second quarter and $32.9 million of non-GAAP free cash flow, which includes capital expenditures and capitalized website development costs of $1.1 million. I'll close my prepared remarks with our outlook for the third quarter of 2021. We expect our third quarter revenue to be in the range of $210 million to $216 million, non-GAAP operating income in the range of $53 million to $57 million, and non-GAAP earnings per share in the range of $0.30 cents to $0.32. Cents. After such a large beat of our Q2 guidance, I want to expand on why our Q3 revenue guidance is not increasing quarter over quarter. First, the inventory constraints continue to create a challenging environment for dealers in the near term and we ended Q2 with net paying dealer declines, which, in a subscription business, sets the run rate lower for Q3 lower than Q2. Second, with anticipated seasonal slowdowns in car shopping in the second half of the year, our core listings business, as well as the car for wholesale business, may be directly impacted. As I mentioned earlier, we are encouraged by recent trends with paying dealer accounts in July, and as inventory returns to anticipated normal levels over the near term, we believe we will eventually see net positive paying dealer count additions each quarter like we saw in Q1. One final comment as you adjust your models. I would like to point out that transactions from our recently announced CarGuru's instant max cash offer will be accounted for on a gross basis meaning we would include the gross value of the vehicle in the transaction as well as the transaction fees. This has the potential to meaningfully impact revenue numbers in upcoming quarters, but since this product just launched in three states, these transactions are excluded from our Q3 guidance figures and could result in upside if we see significant consumer and dealer adoption in our initial limited market release. With that, I will echo Jason's sentiment that we are incredibly excited for the future and growing the business as a fully integrated, transaction-enabled marketplace for consumers and dealers. 
Now I'll turn it back over to the operator and we can open up the call for Q&A. We will now begin the question and answer session. To ask a question, press star then one on a touchtone phone. If you are using a speakerphone, please pick up your handset before pressing the keys. To withdraw your question, press star then two. And the first question comes from Dan Kernos with the Benchmark Company. Please go ahead. Great, thanks. Uh, good, uh, good evening. Obviously, nice quarter, guys. Um, unfair question, Jason. I guess it's just out of the box. Uh, you know, Instant Max, just help us think about sort of, you know, roadmap, what you're looking for, timing. Um, you know, kind of how you set the buy box relative to what is you know, on the car offer platform margins. It's anything that just helps us think about um, the way that you are uh, setting this up. And then, you know, obviously being consumer-facing, you guys, you know, again, maybe a little early to ask this, but just in terms of the way that you guys look at kind of marketing spend and your historical, you know, acknowledged sort of a lower unaided brand awareness, this obviously brings a whole new leg. Uh, to the stool for you guys has been excellent at, you know, customer acquisition. You know, does this end up driving, you know, incremental marketing efficiencies? You put some more money behind this, you know, depending on how the pilot goes, just, just help us think through, you know, the way that you get this program into the marketplace and maybe some of the follow-on effects it could have on sort of the core, um, the core business. Sure. Thanks, Dan. Uh, Jason here. Um, there was a lot in that, so I'll try and tech, I'll try and parse some of it out. So on the, yeah, on the uh, instant cash max offer, uh, we've we've launched it in three states, uh, and we, uh, you know, we'll we'll expand beyond that in the near term. Uh, but we're uh, excited about the the very early traction that we're seeing in those three states. Um, it is uh, it is seamless. I mean, it's it's a concierge service to the consumer. Uh, and they get the offer, <coughs> excuse me, they get the offer immediately and upload their docs and, and, uh, we schedule the pickup. And, and so, uh, it's very easy for them. You mentioned a buy button in your question. I mean, this is sort of the, the opposite, this is the sell button, I guess. Uh, but it is as, as close to a sell button as there is out there. Um, this absolutely can drive, uh, can drive marketing. I mean, and, and by that I mean, we do plan to market this service, uh, and we do believe that this gives people another reason to come to us. And and uh, so by that token, uh, from a broader perspective, it could also drive marketing efficiency because we now have more solutions uh, to market to consumers, more reasons to come to our site. And hopefully uh, we, you know, when we help someone sell a car, uh, that we then are a natural person, you know, a natural partner for them to, to go buy a car, uh, to help them buy a car. So uh, we think it's big in its own right, uh, and uh, we think that it fits really nicely as a complement to how we help consumers find a car they want to buy. And as you heard from our remarks, uh, you know, we're going down the path of, of helping them actually buy. So uh, we we you know, view ourselves as working toward, um, you know, this transaction model that allows them to sell with the click of a button and buy with the click of a button. 
that, that's helpful. And, and just to be clear, I mean, you know, since you guys have owned it for a while, I think, what, six months now, um, or whatever it is, uh, just on, on car offer and thinking about it, I think, Scott, thanks for the color on the 3Q guide. Just, um, I mean, should we be modeling that as sort of similar seasonality? I know it's early, um, or might there be puts and takes depending on, you know, for, let's assume there's a normalized environment, just trying to think going forward, if, you know, how we should think about, you know, how car offer would flow throughout the year. Yeah, I'll give some feedback and, and Sam can jump in if he wants to. So what I'd say is um, as they, if they were at maturity, which they're not, they've been in hypergrowth mode, especially, the, you know, the past six months, really nine months, um, I would say that sort of normal seasonality would kick in the second half of the year. And since it's, you know, not a subscription business, 100% transactional, you, you know, that's something that you, you could see a second half softening versus first half. Um, I think there's, you know, these aren't normal times, and also in the evolution of the company, there's still strong adoption going on. Um, but I think it's a mix of dealer adoption and also uh, throughput on a per dealer basis. So we're looking at that, trying to trying to get our arms around it with that team. Um, so these aren't normal times, that, you know, in the evolution of the company, they're still early. But uh, I, under normal circumstances, and if the business was more mature, I'd say yes, we'd see typical softness in the second half of the year. Got it. Super helpful. Thanks, guys. Of course. You're welcome. The next question comes from Ralph Shackart with William Blair. Please go ahead. Uh, good afternoon. Thanks for taking the question. Uh, Jason, in the prepared remarks, you talked about, you know, the business uh, reach an inflection point uh, with some of the products and services today. And then on the call, you talked about, I think, adding some more uh, services or products. Maybe kind of just frame the opportunity going forward. You know, what would some of those products and services um, be perhaps? You know, if I think about sort of as a consumer going to dealership, do you have tax, title, plates, et cetera? So just try to understand if you're, you know, one day trying to be sort of a one-stop shop, either for a white label for a dealership and or as a consumer to do all the transactions on your um, on your website or, or your marketplace. Would sort of love your thoughts on that. Sure. Uh, hey, Ralph. Uh, good to hear from you. Thank you. Uh, yes, we we intend, I mean, you know, when we talk about digital retail, it's us empowering, uh, you know, and ena- empowering and enabling dealers to sell their inventory online through us. Uh, and so, you know, all the aspects of the transaction that you just mentioned, a few, tax, title, uh, there's the transaction itself, there's the other F&I products, there's trade-in, there, you know, it, all of the steps that, that you can think of, uh, we would enable the dealer uh, to, to do those at their inventory on our site. And, and we would be the um, – you know the, the the group that is uh, helping the dealer uh, complete all of those steps on our platform seamlessly to the consumer, and so um, you know that is when people talk about the buy button that that is the buy button that's what we're working toward, and uh, when we have that, uh, and, and a great example is is you know trade in with car offer as the, as the backbone is a perfect example of how we think we're going to have a, a, com- a competitive edge uh, with with our digital retail offering because we're going to give the consumer 
we believe more choice in the form of more inventory from more dealers rather than single dealer inventory. Uh, we're going to give them likely more choice uh, of financing and, and other options across dealers. Uh, with that choice typically comes better pricing. Uh, and we're also going to give them the convenience and, and sort of optionality to complete it fully online or to go into the dealer uh, if they if they do want to go into the dealer. Um, and then a layer of trust as well with uh, the, you know, consumer handling that we uh, are planning to, to and have started to build out uh, so they can have sort of all the benefits of selection and choice and then a single single point of trust uh, to come to, which would be us. Um, so, uh, and, and again, you know, trade-in, the example I used on trade-in uh, works when you're, you know, selling it to the dealer from whom you're buying, and that has certain advantages. If it's not a seamless transaction like that where you're, you're doing a trade-in, then uh, we do have, you know, other options in, in P2P and, and some cash max offer as well. So, uh, you know, we've, we've said it in these remarks, but we really do intend to have and believe we will have, uh, the most, uh, complete platform for both consumers and dealers to buy and sell their cars. And, uh, that may take the form of dealer to consumer, or consumer to dealer, dealer to dealer. Uh, but when people think about buying or selling a car, we, we want them to, to, to use us. Uh, really helpful. Um, just maybe one more for Scott. Um, could you just remind me, uh, you talked about car offer gross margin scaling. Just kind of remind me, you know, where we think those could go longer term and sort of what's the, I guess, the, the COGS component uh, within that business, you know, versus sort of the uh, the listing business. Thank you. Sure. We haven't said where it's going, um, so I, I can't really comment there. The Within that business is uh, on the people side, there's onboarding. Uh, service folks that we have that basically uh, bring the dealers up to speed, give them training on the matrix and, and so forth. Then there's uh, pass-through costs for uh, inspections and delivery. Those are the major items. Thanks. Okay, thanks. Actually, if I could sneak one more, and just on the instant cash offer that's in three states, you know, can you provide maybe any color or sense of the rollout plan? You know, I guess why those three states, and are there any sort of regulations uh, as you go state to state with that uh, that product, thank you. Uh, I can I can take that and Sam, if you want to if you want to add uh, three, there are some regulatory um, you know considerations to make, uh, but three states in this case was we wanted to pilot to make sure that operationally we were providing a great experience. Uh, those three states happen to be. Uh, you know, well, two out of the three happen to be larger states with where we have a lot of, uh, dealer penetration. And so it's actually like a pretty good chunk of the country, um, more than 350th for sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, we expect to roll out more states in pretty short order. So we expect okay. to make quite a bit of geographic expansion progress this year. Right. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Scott. The next question comes from Jed Kelly with Oppenheimer. Please go ahead. Hey, uh, great. Thanks for taking my questions. Um, just, just Scott, maybe on a follow-up, um, can you just discuss what drove 
the gross margin improvement in car offer. And then when we're looking kind of over the next couple of quarters of the car offer, should we think about it growing past seasonality trends just because you're, you know, the velocity of new dealers you can add? I mean, how should we view that versus seasonality? Yeah, I mean, so the, on the growth standpoint, I'll, I'll let Sam take that after because, um, you know, that's something that, you know, the team and, and us are figuring out, uh, you know, dealer adoption, I think, is, has gotten a bit of a tailwind for sure from the inventory situation. You know, there's, there's probably some dealers out there that, uh, you know, that otherwise may not have, have jumped on car offer but are certainly trying it now while they're uh, searching for inventory. Uh, but I'll, I'll let Sam touch on that further. With regards to um, the improvement in margins, part of it is scale. Um, we've just had so many dealers jumping on, and uh, in the team has, has updated capacity from an onboarding standpoint, so we've done well there. Um, and we've put more resources in, into what we'd say are more uh, account management customer success uh, in, in sales versus what would be uh, cost of goods sales versus um, that would sort of be traditional onboarding. So a reclassification of some resources also moved that a little bit. Chad, I'll jump in. Uh, thanks for your question on future growth with Car Offer. We don't, I don't want to project exactly where that's going to go. You know that the major players in the auction industry see seasonal downside in the in the later part of the year, the the, the last four months or so. You know, the thing I, I can say as as you're asking really thoughtful question, they they are growing through and blowing through some of the expectations we had. Certainly. Uh, our expectation of um, enrollments, you know, from, from customers just jumping on that program. It's truly an innovative capability. There's no instant trade platform anywhere in, in the marketplace. So um, the enrollments, the installations crushed our, our expectations. The transactions that those dealers are, are trading on, you, you heard about the billion-dollar uh, gross merchandise sales in, in the last quarter. It's just an incredible set of results. So I can't predict so early in the uh, in the adoption curve, you know, that it'll it'll blow through all of that seasonality. I will say, you know, Car uh, Car Gurus is just in an early stage of getting our customers signed onto the Car Offer platform. The Car Offer team's doing such a great job signing dealers on a day to day basis so dramatically. We haven't even optimized the Car Gurus adoption of the platform. We're moving. And uh, and achieving that that first phase of integration, but there's so much more to go. And as as enrollments go, transactions go, and transaction fees and revenue go. Um, so we're really excited about the next phase of of the integration. That that's very helpful. And then just you know, as you think about getting more vertical or, or, or getting further down the transaction funnel with, with the consumer, I mean, how are you managing your your relationships with the dealers? Are you seeing any pushbacks or are they pretty accepting of this? I mean, I mean, the dealers do like to own the customers. So, how is this? How are you managing that 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 tricky spot with the relationships? Uh, uh, Jason, you going to take it, or do you want me to jump in? No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll, I'll jump first, which is um, Jed. I think Instant Max Cash Offer is a perfect example of a win-win in the marketplace. Um, you're helping dealers who are saying there are other big retailers who are winning uh, consumer sales, and when they're selling my vehicle, um, we need a tool to help us get there and get us to, uh, you know, compete favorably. Now they have the opportunity to, to look at 30, 
35 million, 32, 38, whatever the number is each month that are coming to our site who are interested in selling their vehicle and, and winning that new source of inventory. So as consumers move digitally and say, I'm more comfortable selling my vehicle um, you know, online, and we have this white glove capability for inspection, payment, and pickup in a, in a consumer's driveway, what an opportunity for dealers to say, I've got the biggest challenge in 30 years in inventory acquisition. Uh, if you can give me access to those 35 million uh, consumers, I'm, I'm the happiest uh, dealer in the marketplace. So we're, we're opening up a channel we hoped we would. It's probably quicker than we expected. And so the win-win there is consumers having the opportunity to say, I'm comfortable selling online. You're giving me a max cash offer because those dealers are putting their bids into the buying matrix, and I'm going to get something better than just going to one single retailer. And so these dealers are saying, I'm now competing with some of those big-name players who are, um, you know, buying consumers' vehicles. So that's a win-win for the marketplace. I think, as Jason said, if we go down the path of digital retail, we're doing the same here. We're going to enable dealers to get in front of a pre-approved consumer, financial pre-approved, and then, you know, facilitate that transaction with that dealer and help them sell more vehicles. So we're, we're you know, I think – these are win-wins in our positioning in the marketplace. We're, we're helping both sides of the marketplace facilitate transactions. Thank you. The next question comes from Nick Bacchus with Raymond James. Please go ahead. Hey, guys. Congrats on a good quarter. Thanks for taking my question. Um, so on the, uh, the number of paying dealers in the U.S., um, you talked about the ship chip shortage driving um, a lack of inventory and, and um, hurting that number, um, driving that sequential decline. Can you just give more detail on your thoughts on the supply situation moving forward? seems like you think it's going to start to improve um, into the back half, kind of how you're thinking about that. Um, and, and what does guidance build in for dealer count um, kind of directionally in the third quarter? And, and how are you thinking about that metric um, into, uh, into the back half of the year in general? Hey, Nick, it's Scott. I'll take that. Um, so, you know, we don't get too specific on what we're guiding to with, with the number, but, um, you know, for the, the quarter, uh, as I mentioned in the prepared remarks, you know, with subscription revenue, you know, you're sort of walking in at a, with a basis and with losing some, some dealer count in the core business, that sets a lower basis than we walked into Q2 with. So that's, that explains some of the, the revenue. I think the uh, really positive thing that, that we saw, though, is, uh, you know, our versus Q1 and Q2, you know, our retention rate with dealers was about the same, you know, or if you inverse that, you know, churn didn't get any worse. It really, what, what changed from Q1 to Q2 is when the inventory issue bubbled up, um, it, what sort of stopped first was new dealers moving onto the platform. And, you know, that's really what, what changed for us from a paying dealer count standpoint going from a net positive in Q1 to a, a net negative in Q2 is we didn't get as many new dealers on as we, we saw in Q1. But as I mentioned, retention, churn, roughly the same quarter to quarter. So as we look into, you know, second half of the year, and specifically Q3, like the inventory issue hasn't abated yet. We've seen some very modest uh, movement in the right direction with used inventory slightly ticking up. Obviously, new uh, new inventory is still sluggish because they are waiting on chips, but we have seen some positive momentum with used inventory. And as, as that creeps up, uh, you know, that could help us move, uh, you know, those dealers that are 
either sitting there on the freemium platform just sort of waiting to, to need to market again to, to jump back in. So no specific guidance there, but that's that's what we're seeing. I'll, I'll let Sam jump in. He's probably got some more commentary from the front lines with the sales team. Yeah, Scott, not not much more to add. Nick, appreciate the question. As Scott said, um, you know, that that hearty uh, customer retention is is spilling into July and, you know, as, as we hit into third quarter. So I feel very good about um, where we are. As Scott talked about the macro trends. We do believe new car manufacturing will start to kick in again in the next short period of time. That will help, but it's not going to ease the situation of a 30-year low in our, our industry immediately. But we do feel very good, as Scott said, about customer retention. Now the effort is getting dealers to come back on board and saying, I'm comfortable spending. Remember, with our lead growth, as high as it is, you can give, you know, seven leads per vehicle, and that's not going to, you know, help that that car get sold. So um, we're being thoughtful about, uh, you know, how uh, aggressively we can grow our, our consumer audience. We're doing it really efficiently and very well for dealers, and that lead volume has been really successful. Um, dealers are now saying as inventory comes back, as Scott just said, I'm more interested in spending, and we're seeing that uh, we're, we're we're seeing that as a hopeful trend as we go forward. Got it. Uh, very very helpful. Thank you. Um, just uh, just quickly, sales and marketing. Um, obviously, you guys have made um, significant strides there in terms of marketing efficiency. Um, you know, last year and into the first half of this year. How are you generally thinking about kind of the right level of sales and marketing percentage, um, and, and, you know, how durable are the gains you made, or do you give some of those back um, as you uh, press the accelerator on marketing spends going forward? I can I can take that. Thanks for the question. Um, yeah, it's, so, uh, you know, I think we are always, in, in regardless of the environment of, of, you know, COVID environment or inventory supply, consumer behavior, we are always looking to do two things. One, make uh, our uh, consumer experience as efficient as possible. And number two, uh, from both the traffic acquisition all the way through to the connection with the dealer, making the leads as high quality as possible. So um, efficiency and quality such that uh, what we are delivering to the dealer is uh, something that is high leverage for them, that they're not spinning their wheels on on low-quality leads. Um, we have uh, made a lot of progress in on both of those fronts, and so you, you just acknowledge some of that on the efficiency side. What I think I'm also, you know, just as proud of, and it's, it's hard to tell from the numbers, is that we firmly believe we're also improving the quality quite a bit. You heard a couple uh, data points of pre-qual uh, lead generate or pre-qual lead pre-qualification lead quality, uh, as well as in the CG convert propensity to, uh, to convert to a sale. So, um, and, uh, and so that efficiency, all else being equal and quality have trended in terrific directions throughout. There are these times though, where, uh, you know, macro factors like COVID, like the inventory supply, um, do impact the level of spending that we think makes sense. And uh, what I mean by that is that uh, we're looking at, a, you know, hundreds of metrics, a lot of metrics uh, that speak to 
uh, you know, dealer level growth rates and dealer segment level growth rates, uh, so that we are delivering to the dealer, uh, uh, a product and a service that is always growing in value, but is also somewhat predictable and consistent for them. So they can plan their business around it as well. Uh, and so in an environment where there's lower inventory, uh, there are not as many cars, they don't have as many cars and therefore, you know, you could argue not only don't need as many leads, but having, you know, too many leads on one piece of inventory is not even helpful to them because, uh, they, you know, they, they can only sell a car once. Um, so we think, uh, again, and all else being equal, efficiency and, quali- and quality have improved a lot, but this certainly has been a time most recently because of inventory where we were able to be more efficient in marketing because the units were low, the consumer demand was high. And so I wouldn't say that I think that some of that efficiency goes away, but I think in reaction to some of the macro trends, we ex- and we said this, I think, in the remarks, we do expect to, to grow our marketing as the market sort of normalizes. The final question today comes from Doug Arthur with Huber Research Partners. Please go ahead. Yeah, thanks. Just Scott on the on the revenue guidance for the third quarter, uh, and I understand the caution on the subscription business uh, based on everything you talked about on the macro level. Um, what I don't quite get is the implied number for car offer. I mean, you're growing. Uh, you talked about the auction business, the seasonality, and all of that, but you're growing at a very rapid rate. And your guidance for the third quarter basically assumes a full stop in, in growth. I mean, sort of flat sequentially. Is is that what you're intending to imply? Well, full full stops. Thanks, Doug. Full, full stops a strong word, but I, I think you know the the inventory issue sort of that that bubbled up uh, in earnest in April, and I think that just changed dealer behavior in a dramatic way and was a uh, huge tailwind to a business that was already growing really fast, but I do think we um, are, are seeing early impact of seasonality. Also, I think there's some caution with with dealers with regards to the pricing uh, being so high, and you know, so some dealers are, uh, you know, being judicious about how much inventory they want to buy at these prices, and is consumer demand going to be sustainable? So I think there's a uh, it's a unique time right now with peak pricing, the lowest inventory. I, I think that um, dealers are monitoring both wholesale pricing and consumers' willingness to pay at these uh, you know, all-time highs for, for pricing, uh, used vehicles especially. So it, it also we have some insight, uh, Doug, you know, with regards to what we've seen in July, right? And so there's some modest, you know, we saw a month-over-month increases all year long for a car offer. And we've seen, uh, as Jason mentioned, uh, a slight uh, less less growth from June to July than we saw in other months. So with that insight, we're just being a, a bit more prudent. But, but the operative word is you saw growth in July over June. Um, no. We, I think Jason's prepared remarks said we saw a slight slowdown. Okay. All right. Got it. Thank you. Yep. 
This concludes our question and answer session. I would now like to turn the conference back over to management for any closing remarks. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Jason. I just want to thank everyone for, for joining us today on the call and for your thoughtful questions. Uh, want to thank again all of the Cargaroos uh, car offer em employees uh, for all your, your hard work. Uh, we're so proud of the team and what we've accomplished. And we appreciate your interest in Cargaroos, and we look forward to talking with all of you again next quarter. Thank you very much for your time. The conference is now concluded. Thank you for attending today's presentation. You may now disconnect. <laughs>